Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, good morning. Welcome to this edition of Healthy Matters this uh, Sunday morning. Good morning to you, Dr. Hilden. Good morning, Danny. Good to see you. You were talking briefly as you walked in about uh, our special broadcast coming up June 10th. June 10th, I hope it's on everybody's calendar. It is our live audience broadcast of this very show from Hennepin's Clinic and Specialty Center. We're going to be in the atrium, um, big floor-to-ceiling glass I'm atrium. anxious to see that. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, seats are filling up, but we have a few left. And so uh, there are still some left for you. Uh, you do need to register, um, but it's free. Parking's free. The coffee's free. How much more free can we do? It's going to be great. We're going to have a, just a fun show where uh, Denny and I will both be there. You're going to yeah. be there, oh, right, absolutely. Denny? Yeah. yeah. We're celebrating. It'll take me a while to get into makeup. but the, yeah, yes, Exactly. It's going to uh, all day the day before, Denny. I'm be, <laughs> I have a true. face for radio, as <laughs> they say. Uh, we're, we have giveaways even. You might even get a fun little a little gift and everything. Right. Uh, it's called Decade with Dave. I guess I'm the Dave. I didn't make that up, but that's the name of the show. And it's going to be followed by really cool, uh, a public health education series, one in July, one in August, and one in September, also at the Clinic and Specialty Center, where you can do a little hands-on learning from experts. Um, we're going to have dermatologists there. We're going to have a gastroenterologist let you look at what a, what a, a colonoscopy suite looks like. And what better time to see a colonoscopy suite when you're not the one on the table? You know, so you can walk through and learn about it. It's going to be really cool. To register for all of these things, all of which are free, go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health. And the here for health is all bunched together as one word and use the numeral four, here for health. And um, you can register for the, for the show. It's at our usual time, 730 in the morning, mm-hmm. central time. Downtown Minneapolis, the parking is on site. We'll want you there a little, you know, a little after seven, around seven o'clock to get, to get your seat. But please do go RSVP before the chairs run out. And you can park inside and not have to go outside. It's underground, so I don't care if it's pouring rain. It's beautiful underground parking. Take the elevator right up to the spot. You'll be in the atrium. We'll have the coffee warm for you. I'd love to meet you and shake your hand. Um, we have dozens and dozens and dozens of listeners have already signed up, Good. but we do have limited spots, so we're running out. But please um, do it today, hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health. The show is on June 10th, just a few weeks out. Speaking of today, we, what is the topic today? You brought someone special with you. I did indeed. I have Dr. Tara Gastillo. She is the chief of obstetrics and gynecology at Hennepin Healthcare. That means she runs the whole department. And we're going to talk about women's health today. We're going to focus a little bit on menopause. In fact, a lot of bit on menopause. I know there's a lot to women's health to talk about and there's always, we can't cover everything, but we're going to, we're going to encourage your, your calls, your questions, your comments. And, uh, um, while we talk about women's health. So, uh, Tara, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, you've been on the show once a while before, but for, uh, listeners, I think it was a couple, three years ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So remind us all, um, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? That kind of stuff. So Minnesota, 
born and raised. I uh, grew up he- right here in town. Um, for school, I went to college at Harvard. Uh, I went to medical school at the Mayo Clinic, and then I did my residency at uh, Duke University down in North Carolina. And um, then I also got trained in acupuncture uh, through UCLA. So you've been all over the place. And for those of you who aren't in medical um, education, Dr. Castillo went to – those are all, all four of those are among the premier um, uh, places for education. So uh, she is extraordinarily smart and extraordinarily well-trained. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I hope to live up to that. <laughs> so we're going to talk um, – let's, let's – uh, first of all, before we get into the subject of women's health and menopause, where do you practice? Are you downtown here? In- so, yep, I'm at the um, specialty center, the clinical speci- and specialty center, our new beautiful building uh, in downtown. And um, although some of my partners work in some of our outlying clinics, I'm – I'm just working at the main uh, uh, downtown center. And listeners know about the building because I think it was about a year ago that I've been I've been talking about our our new clinic building. And one of the things I always say um, is that a new building is beautiful, but it's just a building, and 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 the clinical cares are what's matter what matters. And and I believe that we've been providing outstanding clinical care at Hennepin for years, but a lot of people didn't quite know about it. They had to walk through the hallways of a hospital to find your clinic. And now we have a facility to match the outstanding clinical care. So um, how's it going so far? What is it going okay for you at it's, the new building? It's going great. I mean, it's a beautiful space, so much light. Um, and it does, you know, I agree with you. We've had great clinical care, um, you know, right now in my department, both the um, physicians, midwives, nurse practitioners are the best partners I've had um, ever in my life of 20 years of practicing medicine. And um, so it's been an honor. And then the new building just, you know, is a great place to be. It's good for our spirits. And I think it's good for the people we're caring for. It's just a beautiful place to be. That's fabulous. Now you run, you're the chief of the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Can you just briefly, before we get into the topic, tell a little bit about the range of services? You provide both outpatient care, you provide labor and delivery. Just, yeah. You can run us through sort of a range of what you do. So, you know, we take care of women through the whole spectrum of their life. So, um, you know, we do obstetrics, uh, deliver babies. We have a birth center, um, both, uh, we, well, we have midwives, uh, family docs and, um, obstetricians all delivering there. Um, we obviously take care of any other needs women may have, just annual physical exams, but also if you're having any issues with your menstrual cycle or menopause or, or anything like that, we're here for you too. Um, I'm also an acupuncturist, so we're providing some acupuncture in the, our clinics. We work both inpatient and outpatient. We obviously can do surgeries and um, have the robot as well, which is a newer acquisition. That's a newer thing in medical yeah. care, isn't it? And it's been great. Um, and it gives us just one more way to help uh, treat women if they're having issues. Okay, before we move on from the robot, is it like the guy from that uh, Lost in Space show? What does what the thing look like? What is the robot? So the robot is um, a machine that lets us perform basically laparoscopy, which is when we use a fiber optic camera and small incisions to operate through. Um, but it allows us to just do more difficult surgeries uh, safely through a kind of minimally invasive approach. And so it's been a great addition um, and it's allowing us to now do cases that we maybe would have had to make a big incision for and using small incisions, which means 
less recovery time for patients. Cool. That's really neat. Um, we're talking with Dr. Tara Castillo, the chief of obstetrics and gynecology. Uh, let's, uh, let's move into menopause specifically. I would like to start with that. Um, cause we have, uh, gee, there's probably one or two people for whom that's a very big topic. <laughs> I think that's true. And men, you need to be listening to. That's what, you know, uh, cause we have, you know, our listening audience is a, a good mix of both men and women. This is a, it's an important topic for, Women and uh, men for the women in your life. Let's talk. Just start way at the beginning. What is happening in a woman's body at menopause? So you know, menopause is a time of change uh, for women uh, hormonally. Um, it the average age of menopause is about fifty one, which means half the women go before, half the women go after. It usually takes from the, kind of the beginning of the change to the end, a couple years to get through. Um, and basically what's happening in menopause is the ovary, which is the organ in our body that helps create the female hormones, estrogen, progesterone, a little bit of testosterone and other hormones. Um, it starts to fail or not work anymore, and it's normal and it's natural. Um, but with that loss of hormones, um, women will experience some symptoms. Obviously, um, They'll stop getting their menstrual cycle or initially their menstrual cycles will get irregular and they'll start skipping some months or they'll have kind of irregular bleeding patterns. But eventually when they complete menopause, those periods stop. Um, the hormones other than running our menstrual cycle also help keep our skin youthful and, and well moisturized and um, women, the typical symptoms of menopause are hot flashes, and we don't really understand why those occur, but we know that they do. There's a lot of research in that area. Because aren't those caused by, you know, so to explain what a hot flash is, isn't it something about your blood vessels and yeah, flushing? Yeah, I mean, basically uh, what a woman experiences is just all of a sudden this, exactly what it sounds like, this intense experience of heat, and there's some vasodilation, so if you actually touch a woman who's in the middle of a hot flash, she's a degree or two warmer than... um she would be otherwise, and um, oftentimes some sweating, um, just that kind of sense of internal heat. And we're not sure what causes that. And we still don't completely understand. I mean, it's clearly a, something going on centrally in our brains that's kind of triggering it, but we don't understand exactly how or why, um, which makes treating them a little bit more uh, difficult, too, if you don't understand the mechanism completely. Is it a normal thing? Normal's a weird term. Normal's, it is, is it a, common? a common thing. Okay. It's a common thing. And, and not every woman, but almost every woman going through this change will experience at least one or two. Some experience many, many, many more than that. Um, and it's one of those symptoms that, um, for most, for a lot of women, it's the most bothersome, the most troublesome one. Um, just because in the middle of the day, they can break out into a sweat, and oftentimes it also disrupts their sleep patterns, which is really distressing. We are talking about women's health and specifically menopause with Dr. Tara Gastila. We're going to probably um, need to go to a break. I'm getting the nod from the group inside here. Uh, we're we're going to welcome your texts and your questions, many of which are already coming in. So um, please stay with us. Very good. A couple of ways to get in touch, and that is uh, call us or text us, 651-989-9226. Or send a text like uh, some folks are doing. That number is 81807. 
in the Twin Cities, 47 degrees. We'll be right back. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. Your phone calls, your text messages on the topic, 651-989-9226. Uh, text number is 81807. Here again is Dr. Hilden. Thank you, Danny. Let's continue our conversation about hot flashes, um, uh, that particular aspect of menopause with Dr. Tara Gastillo, Chief of Obstetrics and Gynecology at Hennepin. So we were talking about um, – our hot flesh is normal, and one of my listeners has it uh, very um, kindly said, "Normal is a setting on your washing machine." <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. I appreciate that. Uh, that's from Mary out in Minnetonka. But um, they're common. You said they're common. Some women yes. have one or two. Some have many, many, many more than that. We're not sure what causes them. But it, let me ask two follow-ups to that. One: Are they? Do they have any long-term consequence? In other words, are they dangerous? And two: What can be done about them? So as far as we can tell, they're not dangerous um, and it's it's part of the transition in your body getting used to a new hormonal situation. Um, and the good news is usually over time, they get better for most women. Um, some women, not so much and, and continue to kind of um, struggle with them. For years? Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes. That's rare. Yeah. The vast majority of women, as they go get – kind of complete the transition, the hot flashes improve and, and become less of an issue, but not for everyone. And then as far as treatment, we have a lot of different treatments for them. So um, I think, you know, the kind of one that people talk about most is the hormones, giving hormones back to women, um, which is um, a definitely good treatment. It works, uh, doesn't it? It works. And, you know, there's some risks, that, but definitely benefits too. So you have to have that discussion. I usually start when I talk to women about hot flashes with just lifestyle modifications that can help. So um, things as simple as just layer clothes. Be aware that this is going to happen. So, you know, cardigans, start buying some cardigans. Mm. Um, lifestyle, otherwise, exercise seems to be helpful. Stress seems to make them worse. So actively managing stress, as in all things, will probably make uh, hot flashes better. Um, exercise seems to be helpful. Some of our... Foods actually have some natural estrogens, and so um, things like soy milk or whole flaxseed with um, ground up, some of that can sometimes take the edge off enough that women can be comfortable. Is that can you get that from food itself? Is drinking soy milk helpful, or is it, or do you need to take a tablet that you bought at some place? You know, if you look at data, it's, it's some of the data is kind of plus minus, right. but you know, just telling you from my own experience. For some women, a glass of soy milk before bedtime is enough to kind of take the edge off their hot flashes and they can sleep much better because, uh, again, nighttime seems to be a time that's really distressing to have the hot flashes. And is that because there are some plant estrogens that are close yes. enough to the human version? Yes. So there's some what we call phytoestrogens or plant estrogens oh. in that, just like whole flaxseed also seems to have it and there's some other foods. And um, so taking those foods in sometimes can just kind of supplement that in a kind of more natural way. And then other than hormones and kind of lifestyle modifications, there's other medications, some of our antidepressants even, um, not because people are necessarily depressed, but they seem to decrease hot flashes. Um, and then there's other class of medicines that also help with the hot flashes. Um, they tend to have a little bit more side effects, so we tend to use those as kind of backup therapy. But um, so there's definitely some options out there. So I went to medical school roughly 20 years ago, and this I'm going to this is about the hormone um, replacement. I distinctly remember being taught about 20 years ago, 
you put almost everybody on estrogen replacement at the time of menopause. And then several years after that, we learned about some of – there were some risks to it. And then it was don't put anybody on hormones at menopause. Neither of those is probably the right thing. So where are we now? It, it's They are helpful. Hormone replacement therapy is helpful. Right. But it's not for everybody. Uh, uh, right. So, you know, back we, – we're about the same age. Yeah. So but when I was going through medical school too, you know, the, the data suggested that um, we knew that there was a slight increased risk of like blood clots and things like that, mm-hmm. um, gallbladder disease with um, some hormone replacement. But we thought that there was this huge heart benefit by having women on yeah. hormones. And that was the real driver for the recommendation that everyone should be on them. And then in um, the early 2000s, we um, had some data come out that showed that the heart benefit wasn't what we thought it would be. Um, and so that was the swing back to, well, don't have women on hormones then. Um, it wasn't that they suddenly became much more risky. It was just that the benefit of the heart didn't seem to be quite um, as high. And maybe there was even some um, uh, harm being done. Since then, we've had more data and, and kind of the current state of the data as I read it is that, um, you know, the initial studies on the on hormones was about age 61 for the ones, the studies that showed that it was some harm. We've now looked at younger women and in the first 10 years after menopause, actually, it seems like the heart benefit is at, at worst neutral and actually there's data that suggests that it's beneficial. So again, at this point, I think most um, clinicians are saying if you need hormones, just like with any medicine, you have to weigh the risks and benefits and you have to take into account other medical issues, what the symptoms are, and also your age um, in the decision of whether or not the overall um, risk and benefit ratio leads to you wanting to be on them. So maybe for younger women, women in, in their 50s, 50s who are yep. having some bad symptoms, yep. that might be some. That's it's in- reasonable. And even women who are older who are having mm. significant symptoms, you know, it's again, you have to kind of have that discussion and decide, is my quality of life worth the small risks that may exist? Yeah. Let's go to the phone lines because sure. we have some relevant questions about okay. this. Uh, Lois and New Hope is going to be first up here. Lois, what is your question, please? Let's go to the phone line. Okay, Lois is uh, listening to the radio. Uh, let's talk to Janice. Janice, uh, what is your question, please? I have. Um, I was just diagnosed. I live in the bathroom. I'm in there more than 30 times a day. And I'm in not shopping around but trying to find you know, a way to fix it. And everyone says it's urinary incontinence. Well, I run across a doctor that does hormonal stuff. And she's done a lot. She did some testing on me a week ago. And it came back. I have no estrogen, no press. I can't say that. Progesterone? Yeah, and no testosterone. Now, she's putting me on medication. Is that something I'm going to have? Will that help my urinary problems? And is that something I'm going to have to stay on the rest of my life again? Or So, you know, when you go through menopause and if you aren't on hormone replacement therapy, when we measure your hormone levels, they are going to be extremely low because part of being in menopause is that the ovary has stopped producing those hormones. So I'm not – I'm assuming you're – you're, you've gone through menopause, and so that that's a pretty normal state. Now, as far as urinary incontinence goes, there's a lot of different causes for urinary incontinence, and so not knowing exactly what your cause is, it's hard for me to say. What I can say is 
sometimes um, as women uh, go through menopause, the one of the roles estrogen has on the um, vulvar area is it kind of keeps those cells a little bit more hardy. Um, it kind of um, keeps them a, a little bit plumped up and thicker. And sometimes that can play a role in issues of incontinence. But um, primarily, I think without knowing more, it's hard for me to comment on if you would have to stay on the medicine and if I think the therapy will work for you. We're going to have to um, take a break. Um, please uh, uh, do uh, stay tuned for the second half of the show as we talk to Dr. Tara Gastillo about menopause and other women's health issues. Uh, one text message I do want to say that some apparently a gentleman maybe has texted in. He says, best thing my wife and I ever did was buy a car with dual climate control. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> right. Lifestyle modifications. Yeah. All right. I want to alert our listeners. We're going to be uh, taking a break. We, we will have another half hour of the show to go. Uh, and so don't go away. Folks on the line, stay there. And the uh, texters, we have a lot of text messages we want to field as well. Here is the phone number, 651-989-9226. If you want to text in your question, that number is 81807. Again, 81807. In the Twin Cities, uh, mostly cloudy skies, they're calling it, but we downtown see a lot of blue skies out there with our current CCO temperature reading at 47 degrees. Stay with us. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Hennepin County's Healthy Matters, our Hennepin Health Show every Sunday morning. In fact, if you're joining us a little bit late, and we mentioned it at the top of the last uh, segment, that June 10th, a very special day coming up at Hennepin Health. Thanks a lot, Denny. Good morning once and uh, once. Good morning, everybody. Uh, yes, June 10th is a big day coming up for us here at the show. We are celebrating 10 years of broadcasting here on WCCO and WCCO.com. And so we're doing a Decade with Dave live audience broadcast from the Hennepin Healthcare Clinic and Specialty Center in downtown Minneapolis. It is on June 10th at our usual time of 7.30. It is free. Parking's free. The coffees and snacks are free. And I want to meet you. But we do need to know that you're coming and the seats are going relatively fast. But we still have a few spots open. So to register and tell us you're going to be there, it, go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health. Another way to um, register and where I give a lot more information about the show as well as the education series that we're doing throughout the summer, all of which are free, is to go to the blog site associated with this show. That's called MyHealthyMatters.org. Just type that into your browser, MyHealthyMatters.org, and look for the Decade with Dave Health um, uh, blog post. And you can uh, sign up there as well. I describe in more detail what the show is going to be like um, for our audience. So go to myhealthymatters.org and please uh, give us your RSVP and look for the Here for Health series, which is an adult community education uh, um, kind of mini medical school for the curious um, among you. So you can get to all that at myhealthymatters.org. Today, we're talking about women's health. My special guest in studio is Dr. Tara Gastillo. She is the chief of obstetrics and gynecology, which means she is the clinical and administrative and uh, spiritual leader of the obstetrics and gynecology department. I bet you've never been called the spiritual I, leader of your no, department. No, I have not. <laughs> That's a high title. I don't know. That is quite the title. <laughs> She's been doing doing that job for some years now. And uh 
so welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Thank it's you good to have you here. We're talking about we've been talking a lot about hot flashes and menopause. Uh, I want to, um, and then we're going. I'm going to go to the text lines and the phones um, in just a minute. But uh, one of the treatments that I know you that you do is acupuncture. Yes, and and. I want to talk about that now before we run out of time on the show because okay. I want to make sure that we do talk about this. What um, what indications and how does acupuncture work in your practice? Uh, well, I'm a general acupuncturist, so not just for menopause but for anything. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I got trained um, as an acupuncturist after becoming an MD um, and finishing my residency and one of the things that I've have found is it's just an incredibly powerful modality. Um, we have really good scientific data that suggest that shows that it's effective. Um, in my own practice, I treat primarily, I treat a lot of menopause symptoms and menopause, uh, pain issues, um, some, um, issues of like anxiety and depression as well. Um, so it can be used for a number of different things and, um, is incredibly helpful for many different things. So specifically about menopausal symptoms, we've been talking about hot flashes. And yeah. um, is it effective? You know, if you look at the data, it's going to be kind of a plus must, uh, plus minus data. Uh, if you look at kind of scientific studies, in my own practice, I would say about a third to a half of my acupuncture patients are menopausal women or perimenopausal women, and it's very effective. It really seems to help with the hot flashes, the sleep issues. It can help with some of the fatigue that sometimes women are experiencing and other uh, things that women go through. Sometimes there's a lot of emotional kind of lability or just kind of an emotional change, and it can also it also seems to be effective for that. For those of you who may be interested in that, I wanted to get to that right early in this segment of the show. Um, if you uh, want to see Dr. Gustillo, um for acupuncture specifically or for anything for that matter, um, I'm going to give you the number. It's 612-873-6963. That's 612-873-MYMD and you could ask to see Dr. Castillo. Uh, you can also go to myhealthymatters.org in the coming week. I will put a post on about uh, women's health in our menopause show. I'll put some contact information to, to get into our OBGYN clinics and um, to get a little bit more information from Dr. Castillo. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll ask her this week for, to expand even a little bit more and maybe I'll focus the post a little bit on acupuncture because I think it's a, it's a really effective and um, uh, it's um, – Treatment modality, one that um, we in the Western Hemisphere haven't known about too much, but they've been doing it a long time around the world, haven't they? Thousands and thousands of years. Thousands of years. Yeah. Um, just because we haven't been doing it for thousands of years in, in the United States, uh, people in other parts of the world are on to something. So we're, I'm going to do a little bit more about that. Um, do you, can I go to the – should we go to the Yes, yeah, I'll tell you what, and then okay. we'll pick up on the text message. Lois has been waiting there in uh, New Hope. Lois, what is your question, please? Well, I am um, 78, and my hot flashes are becoming less, um, and I'm not taking any medications, but I have two friends that have never had hot flashes, Um, and I'm wondering, and I I think I'm sort of right on this, that um, I have like a type of hot flash because of medications, and then just, um, I guess, uh, general question, is it, would your body temperature with a thermometer, would, 
would that go up when you have a hot flash? So um, I'll take your last question first. Um, yeah, it seems like there is a little bit actual increase of, of actual temperature for people um, when they have a hot flash. It's not a huge bump, but a little bit of a bump um, of true temperature increase. The um, you know menopause is one of those things, and I've taken care of lots of women with it. Um, some women go through menopause and they just don't even notice it. Their periods stop and that's it, and they have no other issues. Other women, um, you know, the hot flashes or other symptoms are just extreme and um, really need treatment because their quality of life is so low due to the changes that they're experiencing. So it's an interesting time in that it's it, you really have to individualize treatment depending on a woman's symptoms. I want to talk a little bit about sleep and 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 menopausal women and I'll just read a text message that's about that if you if if you could respond to this. I'm going through menopause and I'm having sleep issues that I believe are related. I'll wake up and my body is tense like I just watched a scary movie. Even if my mind is calm but I can't get my body to relax. I'm assuming this is hormonal. Can you explain what might be happening and what I could do to improve my sleep? So, sleep Disruption as we get older, um, and certainly menopause and the change, hormonal changes can, um, contribute to this. I mean, the classic with menopause that I see is with hot flashes, related to hot flashes, or a woman senses that even if she's not having a hot flash when she wakes up, that she just had one. Um, but, you know, also just in general, as we get older, people start having some sleep disruptions. It's a super common thing. Now, the, the sense of inner tension that you're describing, I'm not really sure if that's related to, that's not a classic, um, description of what happens, especially related to kind of the hormonal changes. But I've learned enough with menopause to never say never. As far as what to do with it, um, or how to manage it, I think, um, there's a few different things. Certainly, again, approaching it as thinking maybe it would be related to the hot flashes. There's different medical therapies we could talk about. Um, also, you know, at Hennepin Healthcare, we have a amazing sleep clinic. And a lot of times these sleep disruptions, um, even if they are related to hormonal shifts, um, doing some changes in your sleep patterns can make a huge difference in your ability to get a good night's rest. And so I send a lot of uh, women to our sleep center for that reason for counseling. Next from the text line, this is about the process itself of menopause. Um, I'm 46 years old. This month, I had my period two times every other week. Is this perimenopause or menopause? Should I be concerned? What do I need to do? So we know that as um, women get closer to menopause that they uh, can definitely start to have hormonal shifts that lead to some bleeding kind of when they produce an egg, which would be a classic two every two week pattern. So that may very well be what's going on. Now we can all, there's also other causes for why you would have some of this kind of two week pattern bleeding or, or kind of breakthrough bleeding. Uh, sometimes there's something structural or physical in the uterus that's leading to that. Sometimes there's other hormonal things going on. So generally I would recommend that you go and see your physician and have them about do a little bit of evaluation just to make sure it's just a normal change of menopause and the normal shifts of menopause. 
All right, we'll take our usual break here, but we'll be back with uh, more text messages and phone calls on topic today here on Healthy Matters in the Twin Cities. Our CCO temperature reading, 48. Welcome back to Healthy Matters here again as Dr. Hilden. We're talking about women's health issues, particularly menopause. And um, Tara, I'm going to go right to the text lines again. We're okay. going to try to answer as many listener questions as we can. Um, there's a couple questions about um, urinary tract infections. And rather than read all the text questions, for all, right. there's several. Are urinary tract infections more common after menopause? And if so, why? And what might we do about them? There's a lot of questions about that. So, you know, they're definitely – because uh, with menopause, there's a loss of estrogen. And one of the roles of estrogen on the vulvar tissue is to kind of make – you know, make – which is the tissue that surrounds the urethra where you urinate from. Um, that tissue can kind of get thinner with the loss of hormones. And so sometimes women will experience more urinary tract irritation um, or even vulvar irritation – I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen any data that suggests that they're more common, uh, but certainly some of those kind of the symptoms of irritation or um, having issues with urination, a little bit of local estrogen can sometimes help with those symptoms. So I think it's probably the loss of estrogen that seems to be kind of a trigger for some women. On a related note, you talked about tissue thinning or atrophy, mm-hmm. I think you said earlier. What about sexual um, um uh, um, issues for women after menopause. Are, yeah. I think they're relatively common and there's some questions about that as well. They are and I think it's I think it's an important question so I'm glad you brought it up because I think a lot of times it's not discussed. Right. Um, so definitely with menopause, you know, we know that as um, you lose the hormones, the amount of lubrication that's produced uh, with intercourse uh, naturally will decrease and the tissues become a little bit more fragile. So again, both of those things can contribute to some issues with intercourse. Um, and if a woman isn't sexually active for a period of time and then becomes sexually active in the, in the time that she wasn't sexually active, especially after menopause, things can sometimes get a little bit tighter and more narrow and, and so sex can be uncomfortable in that way. There are treatments for these things. I usually start with a really good lubricant of some mm-hmm. sort. Um, if you're not using condoms, oil lubricants tend to be better. So when I say oil lubricants, you could use the extra virgin olive oil in your cupboard even. Coconut oil is another common one. That's fascinating. I think maybe many um, women and men don't know that. You don't, you don't right. always have to go to the, to the drugstore and buy something from that. You can use olive oil. Right. And it's, um, you know, those pure oils tend not to trigger infections. So it works well and they tend to uh, be very good lubricants. If you are using condoms or you don't want the, the mess and possible staining of the sheets that you get with an oil, there are some really good over the counter, uh, silicon based and water based lubricants out there too. What about Medicaid? What about, um, topical estrogens? So there are also local estrogens that you can use directly to the area if you don't want to be taking a systemic um, estrogen. And those work very well. And what they do is um, basically work directly on the cells themselves to make them a little bit more um, resilient and hardy and also often will help with that lubrication issue a little bit, again, working on the cellular level locally. Okay. We do we have time for a couple more, Denny? Or yes, we do. We've okay. got about two or three minutes to go. What about skin issues? We're going to cover a lot of things okay. here in this show. We've already covered a lot of territory, but there's questions about skin. Is your skin affected 
by menopause. My daughter gets a rash on her cheeks, especially during her monthly period. She's 47 years old. Skin issues? Yeah, for sure. You know, we know that hormones affect basically every organ in our body and the skin is the largest organ in our body. Um, so definitely we know just, you know, uh, with menstrual cycles, it's common for women to get a little acne or something like that. Again, as a woman starts heading into menopause, that hormonal imbalance can create some acne and things. In addition, estrogen, just like on the vulvar uh, lower tissues, it affects the tissue in all of our bodies. So it kind of helps estrogen for women, helps keep the skin a little bit more plump and, and supple. So I wish we had an hour to talk about this topic because it's too big, but we have 60 seconds. So just a, a, a little bit about mood changes. Uh, there are several questions about menopausal anxiety. There's a question about a woman who had um, uh, uh, perinatal, um, post, um, postpartum, postpartum depression and is yep. now having some depressive issues at menopause. Could you just quickly say a little about that? So what I would say is – Mood changes do occur. Again, it, it seems to be related to fluctuating hormones. Um, and the good news is, is that they're treatable. Um, and the treatments can vary from, again, hormones to antidepressants to lifestyle modification to acupuncture. So talking with your clinician is a good idea. All right. We've been talking to Dr. Tara Gastillo. She is the chief of obstetrics and gynecology at Hennepin Healthcare. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been great. We could talk endlessly about so many more of these topics. To get a little bit more information in the coming week, go to myhealthymatters.org. I'll put another post about this show, a little follow-up information, put some links on there. That's myhealthymatters.org. And don't forget to register for the Decade with Dave, our 10th um, year on the air, our celebratory show from the Clinic and Specialty Center in downtown Minneapolis. Register at hennepinhealthcare.org. Here for health, it's free on June 10th. And if you don't have uh, even a primary care doc, what's the best way yeah, to do you, that? We'd love to help you out at any of our clinics scattered throughout downtown in the western metro area of the Twin Cities. Go to Call us up at 612-873-6963 or, of course, go to hennepinhealthcare.org. Sign up for that June 10th special broadcast. Uh, I want to meet you all. Come say hi. Shake my hand. We'll have a cup of coffee. Still kind of hard to believe it's 10 years, isn't it? It has been 10 years on oh. the show. You're not sick of me yet, Danny? No, no. How about the other way around? Is that No, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> it's been a great partnership between WCCO and Hennepin and you and me, Denny. And we're going to fill the atrium of the Clinic and Specialty Center on June 10th. It is free. Parking's free. Coffee's free. But go to make sure you register at myhealthymatters.org. We're going to see you back here next week, we hope. We're going to be doing another open line show. We hope you join us then. Right now in the Twin Cities, 48 degrees. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.